Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 295. Very exciting episode. We uh, got to see Spectre this weekend. We got to see Spectre. We've got a, uh, a first-time guest. First-time guest? Long-time yep. friend. Long-time friend. Known him for guest. over 25 years. Yeah, that's a long goddamn time. It is. Um, I, we, we need to announce this. We are not going to Australia for the Star Wars spoiler episode. We tried to make it work God. out. We uh, we really did. We Man. tried a couple of very creative ways to do it. We just we couldn't manage the uh, the cost. We're trying to get some people. To, we're trying to get a sponsor, basically, yeah. to pay for the cost because the tickets I mean, were the plane tickets were twenty five hundred bucks. A yeah, throw. I mean, all in the trip would have cost us six hundred thousand dollars. So <laughs> it's, it wasn't manageable. I, the, I, we maybe could have worked on the budget a little yeah. bit, but I feel like I, I, still feel, I still feel like you're right. It was in terms of I don't want to haggle numbers, but I feel like we were it was it was out of our range. Either way, it was going to work out. Yeah, whatever yeah. Final number you want to come to? It just didn't work. Yeah, we um, couldn't hit it. We couldn't hit it. But thank you, uh, Steel Saunders, man. Uh, was very much trying to make it happen. He's doing a cool show there. So if you are in Melbourne. He is going to do a show at at some bar next to the place where he's seeing it, just outside of Melbourne. So mm-hmm. check that out if you're in the Melbourne. But area. if you are, it's not too late. If you are a rich Australian and you want us to come out uh, yeah. with Steele's show, just uh, give us an email. Yeah, it's, we'll work a, it out. Hey, man. We we'll got mention the, your company. We got the weekend open. <laughs> so uh, you go on to spring for a ticket. We'll buy it. We'll do it. Um, so, but what we are going to do, you and I actually, Chris, we both yes. got tickets uh, for that Thursday, the 17th, there's 7 p.m. screenings here in L.A. Right. And we both have tickets to that. Yes. So what we are working on is then doing, and I spoke to the improv, the Hollywood improv, about us doing a spoiler rep that night of the 17th. The exact time, when would it be? Would it be 10, 10.30? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to do our Star Wars spoiler rep live show yep. and it'll be our episode 300 it will it'll 300th be our 300th episode it'll mm-hmm. be the big one mm-hmm. star wars spoiler up here in la yep. as soon as we can raise six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> right because we're gonna build a death star yes. and a millennium falcon mm-hmm. there we're gonna put a millennium falcon in the hollywood improv out of legos out of legos sure um so crazy budgets aside, yes. <laughs> uh, we will be announcing as soon as we get that locked up, we will be posting the ticket. It'll be really fun. It'll too. be really fun. And anyone that can come to it, I would suggest you try to see the movie mm-hmm. and then come to the show. Come to the show. We got to figure out the times when we can get in there. Right. So, but we'll make it happen. Uh, that'll be episode 300 at the Hollywood Improv, December 17th, maybe the 18th. Maybe it might be a midnight show. Or two in the morning. Either way, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Episode mm-hmm. 300 is going to be live. Mm-hmm. Live. And it's going to be a Star Wars spoiler app. Um, <laughs> with guests. With guests. Uh, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Whoever's around in town who also has just seen it. Yeah. And uh, who uh, doesn't need any sleep. Doesn't need sleep. Which is most comedians. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, well, I'm, let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. I'm very excited. This is someone I actually started comedy with back in Philly um, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. We did. And uh, it was, uh, I just remember us taking those trips with um, myself, our guest, Paul F. Tompkins, and Adam McKay to the Lord Salford Pub doing uh, these crazy one-nighters in and out of the Philadelphia area. And uh, our guest has also moved on from comedy to become a, um, uh, a very successful television writer and also an author. He's going to be talking about his new book today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Maddow. Hello, gentlemen. Pleasure. <laughs> Big fan, <laughs> web-wise, of both of you. <laughs> yeah, first time I met Chris Mancini, 
He was doing magic on stage. That's what? How, that's how long ago it was. You did yes, magic? I did for uh, uh, for about three or four times, and that Here was, was it. the greatest thing that he did, which was um, <laughs> he had a overcoat on for some reason, and it was raining out. It was somewhere in Northeast Philadelphia, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Chris flipped his wrist and flash paper come out of one hand flash paper came out of the other hand but it was raining out it got wet so when it flicked out it didn't light on fire both just went yeah both hit the ground chris looked confused and upset because obviously he paid a bunch of money to get flash Flash paper. paper isn't cheap and that's how he began his act and it was one of those things that you thought if he meant to do this on purpose He's. This is the greatest act I've ever seen. <laughs> if he didn't mean to do it on purpose, he's equally the greatest <laughs> act I've ever seen. And that's how I met Chris Mancini. Because when he came off stage, I, I had to hug him. And just, that was fantastically, horribly crazy. Yeah. And then right after that, he kind of stopped doing his magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of came to a halt pretty quickly. This is why um, I've never heard of this. Yes. I've known you for 20 years. I never knew you started as a magician. Yes, there was a little bit in there for sure. Oh, God, Chris, you need to bring that back. Yeah. The magic act tricks that don't work. Two wet rags. Two yes. wet rags. <laughs> Two wet rags, Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. So this is why I don't like to bring people from my past on the show. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> you booked them. You booked I know. Them. Well, you, got back, you got back on top of it. Yeah. And you started doing jokes right after that. And everything worked out yeah. perfect for you. And then Chris was the first guy, one of the first guys I knew that uh, left California. And he again taught me what not to do. Yeah. Chris filled up a big truck full of shitty IKEA furniture. Yep. And Neil, we drove out together, and we realized the cost of the truck moving out was far more than the value of anything we were bringing out. <laughs> yeah, so they, they have IKEAs in California. Yeah, they, don't they sure Chris? do. Yep, yep. And it would have been great to know that before we moved out. And then so. what did Neil have? Some lizard? Oh. Did you honestly not think yeah, that no. California was some no. outpost? It was a. Uh, it was yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a bad call. And I remember loading up. Up the, uh, I remember loading up the uh, I helped van. You move. Yeah, yeah. John helped us move up the move. Just was thinking, load up the we... truck, and it was icy out. So he's literally helping us move crap that it, no reason should have been moved. Uh, and then he slips on the ice, and I just hear him yell from outside, Mancini. Yeah, he's very Mancini, <laughs> looking up into the heavens. Yeah, <laughs> as both of my hand, fists are shaking. And but didn't Neil have to sell the lizard halfway yes, through? Yes, halfway through the uh, the lizards weren't, weren't doing very well. We had pet lizards, so I think in Saint. Lewis, uh, I stopped off and did a weekend at the, the funny bone. You guys are the biggest bunch of weirdo <laughs> morons. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah we, uh, everybody shook their head. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they, we, uh, they, they, um, they found good homes in, uh, are you in sure the you're Midwest. Take the lizards, Chris. We're definitely taking yeah. the lizards. Me and Neil were very adamant, and they had a tremendous plan. And we were all in our twenties, late twenties. Yeah. So you're going, Chris. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. Oh no, no. We we didn't we didn't listen. It was it was good advice. And that normally, we didn't I to. agree with bad behavior, yeah. bad idea. Yeah, you need to definitely. Yeah. I would get four more lizards and some kittens, man. This is the <laughs> only way across. you're going to make it to yeah. St. Louis. And you got to yeah. build a house, <laughs> sure, in Philly to, for yeah. the kittens now. Yeah. And bring it in and make sure that moves inside this truck that we didn't need. Wow. Uh, I, I, did, I did some stupid crap in my twenties, but when I 
moved out here with Paul Goebel and Jim Bruce, we sold, I was like sold everything. Yeah. And was yeah. just like, everybody brings, gets to bring like two bags. You got to treat it yeah. like you're about to kill yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. really the way you bring move. a suit. Yeah. Bring yeah. a suit in case <laughs> yeah. stuff goes you, bad. I can always get yeah. a job as a telemarketer. Yeah. Get rid of all you know? your possessions. That's what you should be doing when yeah. you make that move. And I, I remember once, this is a, uh, one of the things we tried to do in Philly was production. We tried to do some scripted stuff and that was kind of unheard of doing in Philly. Yeah. So we kind of had a group of people we would work together and we were shooting stuff and uh you know you're not used to do uh i, I was going to film school so i kind of knew like if you're going to shoot in philly you kind of need to get a permit so the film office at least knows where you're oh, shooting yeah and the one guy that was, was this, that was doing it did not after i told him to make sure he gets a permit so he's shooting a heist movie starring paul f Tompkins, and we're in philly behind uh a uh, basically in an alley and uh two cops pull up and pull their guns and tell oh. paul f Tompkins to drop his weapon uh and we're and yelling paul, it's just a it movie was, paul was holding the gun in between his thumb and index finger and holding right. it up going it's not a real gun yeah the cops then he puts the gun down the cop couldn't stop shaking because he was saying i almost killed that guy right and uh, as soon we as we were all there that was crazy. oh yeah it was crazy that's when uh because we're sitting there and john goes hey that cop's got his gun out and uh once the the gun falls and hits the ground then they know it's a it's a quote they call it simulated weapon because it's plastic the noise it makes when it hits so um, to avoid any further incidents, the cops were actually, they pretty much stayed there and gave us an escort for while we finished up shooting. So yeah. no other police would come and that try to shoot Paul. Weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was crap. Almost, yeah, that was yeah. nuts. So one, one of the things they did later was uh, they put up just a giant, one of those HDMI lights to make sure people knew it was a set. And then uh, word must have gotten out to the building we were shooting at because someone came out of the building and said, you can't shoot here. <laughs> So we kind of got shut. They didn't care about anything. Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of got shut down. Um, so that was uh, our one of our other. We Philly never saw. There were never any movies made till Philadelphia got there. And Jonathan Demme loves shooting in Philadelphia. And M Night, and then all of a sudden there was kind of a resurgence. Nothing was uh, M Night was the only filmmaker that actually lived but there. That was after we left. That, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the film office basically you would get like two bits. Uh, like the Al Pacino movie would come in and shoot for a couple of weeks, and then that that would be it. Didn't um, happen that often. No, Did you know, it was Rocky pretty much. To like, uh, yeah, other than the Rocky <laughs> movies, was it ever used to like, oh, we want to simulate like New York and we're going to cheaply do it? No, or? they would just go to New Never. York. They just go to New York. Yeah, Philadelphia is a uh, an odd fight that they're having with New York, where it feels very second class to New York. Nothing ever comes out of Philadelphia, really, ever. The kind of bands that kind of broke were the Hooters. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of anything. Heaven's really, Edge. <laughs> yeah, nothing really ever broke out of Philadelphia. You went to New York first or something. DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy and the Fresh Jeff Prince. And the Fresh Prince. Were the only yeah. yeah. And Bell. they stayed there the whole time. And then I remember the guy from the Hooters. Uh, I hosted a uh, award show. And it was the Hooters that always wore black leather all the time. Mm -hmm. They started heckling me. And I'd only been doing comedy about a year and a half. And I said, oh, great. The Hooters are here. Hey, listen, the Spin Doctors are going to come out next. And they're going to have a a discussion about whose second album sucks the worst. (laughs) So to shut them up. So I walk off stage. And the dude from uh, the Hooters, the black leather guy, uh, came across the room, put his uh, elbow right into my throat and lifted me off the ground. And oh, said, my God. Really? Never mention my name or my band again on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, to uh, be fair, no one will. No, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out beautifully. Yeah. He got everything he dreamed of. 
But it was the weirdest thing of going, oh, I'm being threatened by a, a hooter. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I never thought that would happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going in the memoir. Wow. But yeah, not a lot of like stuff. S- someone's got to have a Dexy's Midnight Runner yeah. guy <laughs> story. Punch yeah. me in the throat or something <laughs> like that. Or but there was nothing to do. Like film, like Chris put together a group of guys to yeah. shoot stuff. And then I shot something once and we would all use Paul. Right. Because Paul was by far the, one of the most talented guys we knew. Uh, and then another guy by the name of Frank Barnett, Dennis yes. Saran. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's some guys that Dan are still Fox, there. A couple guys that are still there. And are really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's uh, get into it. Maybe before we do Spectre, why don't we start about the little appetizer? We'll talk about you saw Scott's guide, uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, okay. I saw Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and this is a movie that... Um, was it in the theater? It was in the theater okay. still. Uh, it came out a couple weeks ago. And I it was one of those things. I remember when, when the trailer came out, I was like, God, this could be all right. Yeah, yeah, with a um, zombie cat. Zombie cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the thing it had a $15 million budget. Um, it didn't, I don't, it doesn't seem like it's done that great um, at, the, at the box office. It's directed by uh, this guy, Christopher Landon, um, who has. Is that Michael Landon's son? I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, he did. Um, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, and he did a film by the name of Burning Palms that I've uh, never heard of. So, um, here's the thing with this film. It is, it's a high school, it's a teen, uh, teenage boy party zombie film. Right. You know what I mean? As advertised. As advertised. (laughs) It's uh, it's like, you know, it, it, it... it is that, and it's not, and it does that fine. And there's some dumb moments. There's some gross stuff where you're like, okay, I guess you just did. You had to put this gross joke in there, mm-hmm. but then there's some jokes I flat out laughed at that were like, mm-hmm. these are funny. They are sort of, I mean, every time I think I'm done with zombies, I don't want to see anymore. If somebody comes up with some original, and there's some original stuff in this that I'm like, well, this I've never seen anybody do this with a zombie mm-hmm. film. Okay. Um, was Dave Keckner in it? Yeah, Keckner's in it. He's very funny. Always funny. You know, Dave is hilarious, and uh, there's just funny stuff. And it's it's you know it's a teenage boy coming of age during a zombie apocalypse, and and the hijinks that ensue. And so it's all it's all. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's you're not getting shocked. Mm-hmm. In terms of nothing is like, oh man, that was so awesome. Nor are you going, what the fuck is that stupid? You're just going, all oh, right, okay, hey, good teen joke, good zombie joke, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's sort there of, you go. it's sort of, it, it was kind of hits the mark. It's supposed it's to hit the mark. Exactly. It mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't. It didn't surprise me, nor it, did it disappoint. It, it didn't undershoot it or overshoot no, it. <laughs> it was right what it was. And you right. look at a fifteen million dollar teen thing, and I was like. It was great, and there's, and the there's funny stuff in it, mm-hmm. and there's your standard character types. There's the cute girl and the dick boyfriend, and the, right. the, you know, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then everything else was just sort of funny. There's, and they just sort of a couple times went. Yeah, these are sort of the standard things with zombie movies, but who gives a shit? We're going to fucking change. You know what I mean? Like, so what? You know? Like, so that was fun. That was, oh, cool. It was, it, I mean, it's worth, it, it's one of these movies like, you got to rush out and see it? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. But if it if it comes across your 
your life <laughs> and you can just sort of <laughs> see it. It's an option. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's on a plane or it's on TV and you're just like kind of bored looking for something to do. I'd watch it because it's got fun shit in it. Oh, cool. You know Great. I mean? so okay. I would, I would zombie Listen, it, it could have gone sideways bad. It yeah, could have been yeah. much worse. It yeah. sounds mm-hmm. like. It could, it could have been like, oh, what the fuck are yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I see what you're trying to do, but you just totally dr- – And it wasn't that at all. It was like right. – And these young guys are funny in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I find I want to like stuff more than right. I ever have in my life. I just want to like stuff. And a movie has to do a lot to make me go, I, I can't do this. And, but some of them do. Ooh, they do. Yeah. There are a couple times we were just, I got to get out of this room. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like, you're right. I And I think maybe since we're all sort of the same age, I mean, I remember being in my 20s, like almost like wanting to hate everything first. Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. bullshit. It's going to yeah, yeah, suck, yeah. you know? And, and then I, I just like, no, I want this to be fun. I want it to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's your fault if I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I wanna, <laughs> I'm, I'm going coming, in. <laughs> I'm coming into this movie going, I really, I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I want to sit in the theater for 90 minutes. Yeah. And laugh and get some good zombie jokes and yep yeah I made the effort I almost got arrested as a bit but then it turned serious I tried to rip the screen down at the end of Daredevil <laughs> the Affleck one I was so upset by it and I had to have been in my late thirties or something whatever yeah. I was you're mm-hmm. going that's way too old it was one of those where you're doing a bit. Yeah. And again, I'm talking to Graham, a guy right. who, <laughs> once you commit to a bit, you're just stuck doing you it. You're going, I don't even want to do this, but, but yeah. my friends are laughing. You're committed. You're committed. They're going to get yeah. mad at me for not doing it. So right. then the ushers are, what are you doing? I'm ripping the screen down. Yeah. So you can't you know. show this movie Right, but anymore. having the usher yell at you is part of the bit. Yes. Too, so right. your friends then. Now you're already committed. You, yeah. Well, there's so many things that I, that I enjoyed when we all first got here, which was so exciting, like the idea, if you were at the uh, Cinerama Dome and Doug Benson was there, that Doug would run in front of the screen. He would take right the before long the movie jog started. around yeah. it. And sometimes I forgot he was in the theater. And then you just see him run. And then we were, remember the game we were playing where we would, uh, whoever had a nickname in the credits. You would say it out loud. You would say it out loud. So if it was yeah. a driver like uh, Eddie Wheels Burner, you'd go, Wee! Yeah, <laughs> and then I don't know why we called it a game, mm-hmm. but we did it so much when we first got here. I'd go to movies in different places, and I'd go, I don't know this guy, and he's yelling out the uh, nicknames. So people just started doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I remember when I first moved here, the first movie I wanted so bad to go to uh, Grauman's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw The Matrix. Yes, mm-hmm. and this is the first place I've ever lived where people boo and cheer at the trailers. Yes. That's what I love about living here. <laughs> but during the Matrix and the first scene where she jumps up uh, and kicks a guy in the head in the beginning, uh, I got up and with her and went, oh, and a guy next to me did it too. And we high-fived. <laughs> yes, yes. I never high-fived. And then we both sat down. We never talked about it or just that's how excited we were at the movies. Now, though, I'm kind of where you are at with movies where you're going, I just want this to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you waste know? my time or my yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. It's and her it's, our time is more limited. Yeah. And I, but it is funny you, you bring about that because I, I, I do remember moving here. And I think part of the excitement was we all 
moved to a city where everybody loves movies as right. much as we do. And yeah. there's revival movies. You oh, get to yeah. see all the stuff that you might have missed on, like seeing uh, Lawrence of Arabia at the Cinerama Dome. That was the amazing. Best experience ever. Dude, yeah. I, I remember the first time I saw Apocalypse Now at the Cinerama Dome. Wow. It's the first time I had seen it on a big screen. I'd only ever seen it on TV. Right. And sitting in the back. Big difference. And the surround sound where the helicopters, I heard them fly over right. my head. Mm-hmm. And I was Fantastic. like, yeah. I remember seeing when they re-released The Godfather at the Chinese theater and just sitting there, again, all these movies I had seen on VHS, sure. never on the big screen, going, mm-hmm. oh, that movie is flawless. Yeah. Like, a bunch of like people from my acting class, we all came, walked out and went, there's no, there's not one yeah. frame that isn't correct in that yeah. movie. Like, it's just- Perfect. It was just a perfect film, so... Remember we went to the Cinerama Dome? You were there for that, where yeah, it was yeah. 24 hours, they showed uh, horror movies. They started off yeah. with Plan 9 from Hollywood, and it went into the morning. And Plan 9 from Outer Space. space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like, around 3 o'clock in the morning, that's when a lot of uh, people came in dressed like hobos. Right? <laughs> and they were hobos. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember Dana was there and Pat. It, it used to be a big group of guys that would show up, mm. and you'd have a... It's just more, as I've gotten older, it's a different kind of experience. Like, you just want to have fun now. Mm-hmm. We would just go as a big group and make fun of stuff and scream at the well, theater I and remember, ruin movies well, for people. Well, I remember when it was like, when a shitty movie was coming out, it was like, okay, when are we all yeah, yeah, going when, to when see is it. everybody going mm-hmm. to this? Con Air, seen... we showed up in prisoner outfits to go see yeah. that. <laughs> I think it was Ackerman, myself, Pasane, and Tom. We all went and we bought jumpsuits, orange jumpsuits. And I think the first Batman, we were all going to dress up like superheroes and pretend we're supporting our friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing. That's when those shitty Batman movies came out. I remember going to see The too. Mummy at some theater, <sighs> and it was like Paul F. Tompkins, and we all were. and and. Every like quiet scene that was right before something scary, Paul of Tompkins would go, The mummy? Yeah. <laughs> the mummy. <laughs> and just the whole point was to yell out to make each other laugh and ruin the movie for everybody else. Yeah. And, and it, most of the to be fair, most of those times those theaters were empty. For those yeah, we because well, we ones. would go to like none of us had jobs or kids yeah. or lives or anything. So it was like, you know, Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. A lot of times the only ones in the theater. I remember Dave Higgins at I think it was uh Ceramidome, the uh, movie broke. And Dave got up and told a story, and I can can't remember for life of me. He told a story that his mother would tell him when they went to bed. So this was a story his mom would tell him in Iowa. The whole audience got quiet and just listened to Dave tell the story. And then, and he goes, and I never forgot my mom told me that story. And then the movie started again. Yeah, so they probably were waiting for It was the craziest thing. <laughs> it was one of those things where you just go, I'm so glad I drove 3,000 miles to be here. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think movies here kind of do for you. You're going, I'm just so glad that I'm here. I remember watching Speed, and I didn't enjoy the film. However... Uh, I was watching Speed at the Chinese Theater, and then when it came up through the subway and destroyed the Chinese Theater, everyone in the theater... Oh, oh God. yeah! The Lethal Weapon Just, movies where yeah. you go, I know that that's that yellow video yes, store. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love seeing mm-hmm. streets that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carlton Way, where I used to live, yeah. uh, was right where they did the uh, the scene from Pulp Fiction when they uh, got the guns. We got to get rifles. Right. Right. You're going, holy shit, they shot this in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never get to. Mm-hmm. Or when you're watching a movie, you're going, particularly Lethal Weapon again, mm-hmm. you can't cut through town that way yeah. when right. he's running down <laughs> yeah, the highway. Yeah. You can't. I love, that's yeah. what I love about. About living here, a crash. They stuff. shot a scene right in our neighborhood, and they're uh, like, "Oh my god, that's our yeah." I recognize those streets. And then the other thing too, I remember is is like you first started getting invited to 
fantastic. screenings or premieres. And I remember seeing the 3,000 Miles to Vegas premiere. The, well, a the, lot of those were because no one wanted to go. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, and you knew someone who was like, oh, dude, I'm a, you know, I'm an assistant at this studio right. or whatever. We're just trying to fill it up. So I remember going to them and the first time, and the the... I was like, wow, that movie sucked with like Kurt <laughs> Russell and they perished, Elvis has parachuted out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner was yeah, in yeah, Oh, yeah, David yeah. Arquette. God, mm-hmm. and I remember going, man, that movie sucked. And then the credits come and all the people that worked either on it or for the studio sat and, and they all went, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, like, of course. It was the greatest win. I was like, wow, there's people trying to keep their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this ring of silence surrounding them of all these people going, Shh, what? Wow. Dude, did you just watch the same movie we just watched? <laughs> you got to see the machine in place, right. sort of the, and everybody that. The had, denial machine? The denial machine, mm-hmm. and how you had to. And I remember reading in, um, God, was it maybe it was Sidney Lumet's book or something like that, where, uh, or it might have been. Anyway, someone was talking about show business and, and, and how the. When someone was like, "What'd you think of it?" Yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. That means it was fucking horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, because no one's gonna, no one wants yeah, yeah. to say because you could not get hired. Well, it's again, like or, the, the stand-up thing that had a bad mouth. The guy. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that guy? He's a nice guy. Oh, really? He's that bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? oh, he's super nice. Yeah. Because if oh. you didn't say, "Oh, I fucking love his act," and he's got that one joke that kills me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Same thing with movies. What do you yeah. think? Or friends that are on shows that again, you want all your friends to do well. Uh, but hey, what do you think of the show? Man, great jokes. Yeah, and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no mm-hmm. one cares about your opinion. And I, I think I found that too with movies. Like I used to be so adamant about right. what I hate, and it's more of like you just want to identify yourself now by more of what you love. Yeah, yeah. Like when Old Boy came out, of going, oh my god, <laughs> you've not seen Old Boy? Like <laughs> demanding that people see it. <laughs> But there was That's a, a movie, movie you can only watch once. That's for sure. There's a movie that uh, you don't need to know the name of it, but it's so horrible. And a guy was telling me how much he loved it, and I just stopped him and I go, "I think you need to reevaluate your life <laughs> between your wife and your breakfast cereal. Everything you know and love is horrible and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have a horrible opinion." And I just went at this guy so hard because I hated this movie <laughs> so much. And then at the end, I went, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. I could have just gone like you're saying. It's nice. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, Matthew Perry good. went home in tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to his bed of money. <laughs> and half the stuff you're bad about, you're going like, yeah, but they got it made, and they got to do it. And <laughs> you know, now it's like, I just lie so much more now of like, hey, did you see this show or did you see this movie? I just go now. You know me, I love hockey. What? I've never watched a hockey game yeah. ever, but I just say it to avoid giving my opinion sometimes where you're just going, I, I, I'd love to get to the theater, but you know, hockey's on, you know, I don't. Well, I've lied so much that people say to me, well, I know how much you love hockey. And I, what? <laughs> oh yeah, I lied to you. I don't trust you enough to give you my opinion. <laughs> or like you enough. Or I don't want to bum you out. So, I, uh, people but, are getting a lot of good advice about... Um, you know, social interactions with yeah. peers and uh, friends. Well, and well, that's what I felt about our movie, Spectre. I think the trick to movies now is you have to pick the right group to go with. Mm-hmm. 
and the right mindset and the yes. right exactly. type of theater and what you're going. So let's get into Spectre. Now, I think what's interesting is there have been all over the map the opinions on this movie, like reviews and uh, people have hated it. Some people have really liked it. So, John, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? Okay. I did what I thought. This is the 24th Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? And I remember him as a kid, it was something like you'd get in a room with your dads were watching it, and it was this fun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This one, I used my head. I went with my buddies, uh, Mark and Yenny. I picked the perfect people to go with. Yenny is very much like uh, right. Susie Nakamura, where if it is movement and it's on a screen, Susie loves the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she is the greatest person to go to a movie right. with, because they're so positive and cheering and giggling that it makes you like the movie more. I thought this was a very Bond movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Bond movie, it's all Bond right. Movie. So they executed the way that they were supposed to. So, by, but with going with these, it made me like it more. I think if I was by myself, I might have picked up and left at some point. <laughs> I, I think I've had enough Bond. Because it's a Bond movie. Right. You know, it's like the Del Toro. The God, he does Gothic Horror for Crimson Peak. If you don't mm-hmm. like Gothic Horror, you're not going to like this movie. That's so 100% I think, true. So I still yeah. think with this. So on this one, I had a lot of fun. It was, and I think because of those two, I used what we said. I went with two people who had a ball, and I went, I'm having a ball at this movie. (laughs) So I had fun. But boy, there's a, a, it was a movie that made me think of other things while it was going on. Mm -hmm. So constantly, like when I saw Daniel Craig the first time, all I was thinking of was, uh, boy, what does that guy eat? Because boy, look how tight that suit is on him. (laughs) You're going, does he ever eat? Anything? What is he? That, so I constantly was thinking of other things through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you saw the guy. So it's that whole thing of like, have, they even in the beginning, they showed credits of, hey, here's what you need to know. I forgot that he did three movies before that. Right. I remember the first one, I guess, which was Casino Royale, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And I mm-hmm. remember loving that. And you're going, dude, he, they did this old timey and it's right. fantastic. Right. But I absolutely forgot all of them the minute I left the theater. Right. There's Skyfall. There's Skyfall. Like someone there, said, tell then, me, tell me what happened in Skyfall. You went, yeah, I don't. He lost his house. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, I, well, it's funny. It's funny. Like I had kind of a similar thing with these. But what was the fourth one or the other one? I this can't is remember. the fourth one. What, well, yeah, so the well, one what, before what's, this. What's between Casino Royale and Skyfall? That you know what I. The great thing is you have a phone with you. You could look at it. But I demanded that my brain figure it out, and my brain could not figure it out. Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. It's, I think this is an age, this is an age thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because our age group still wants to figure it out. Like, we view having to go to the phone as, like, quitting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's I can do true. this. No, 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 no. Can, don't yeah. bring out your phone. I got it. Yeah. I got it. No, I got it. It's just, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I can it. figure no, wait, it out. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Where if you're under 30, you just go to your phone. Yeah. yeah you don't you, bother trying to you yeah. go to your remember. You go to your phone with everything. Or everybody had a smart friend who knew everything. Right. But these, the, the Bond movies now have just become instantly forgettable. Was it Gold? No, Quantum of Solace. Solace. Ah, there you go. Was that the one before this? Yeah, it they, was Casino Royale, then Quantum of Solace, then Skyfall, then, Skyfall, right. then Spectre. Because right. they showed all the bad guys in the opening credits by not giving anything away. And, and this going, is pretty hey, Remember much, this guy? It's going to get rolled into it. And, and you really felt like this, what I felt like with this movie, and I completely agree, it was totally a Bond film, uh, but a lot of stuff was shoehorned in. Like they tried to make all these four movies connected 
with this last one, but I don't think that it didn't seem like the plan all along. Like there was a uh, lot of stuff well, that was. That's mm-hmm. because I, I think that was because Daniel Craig has said, "I'm done." Yes. No more Bond. But is he just saying that? Because at the end of Bond movie, it usually says James Bond will be back. It doesn't have that in this movie. No, it does. It did. I watched the entire thing, and it did have it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's. I, and we stayed to the end of the credits too. I was looking for that because I, I saw. Where it. was I, it? I, I saw it at the Chinese theater. Because he's supposed to, he's contracted I, to do two more. I bailed when the credits rolled. So what? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> was it in the yeah. end of the credits? It was. I swear to God, I saw it because I was I was there with my girlfriend, and we were specifically watching for that. Because okay. usually it says James Bond will be back in, and it'll save the. the the, and, but they didn't do the title, right? They didn't do the title. That's what I meant. Yeah. Well, I think it's. Uh, uh, I think Daniel Craig might be done as James Bond. Where I think we'll get an. Obviously, we'll get another James Bond movie. But I think they're going to reboot it again. I because I feel like, to me, and this kind of explains the shoehorn thing, Chris, that you're talking about. I felt like this was like Daniel Craig's last Bond, and that's why they were wrapping everything up, right? Connecting all four of them. Mm-hmm. He was without giving away the ending. He sort of. The ending is sort of a thank you, goodbye. Yeah. And the fact that he, uh, that he's, I mean, like someone was telling me, he said in an interview, he's like, never again. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd rather slip my wrist than play Bond again. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of thing. You, I don't know. Keep that to yourself. I yeah. wouldn't say that in an interview. Two more uh, Cowboys versus Aliens. He's going to beg to be back to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody says a lot of things. But like, even like when I was watching it, you're going like, you could have done like, okay, let's make Adrius Alba, James Bond, and let's like Quentin Tarantino direct it. You're going, that would be cool, but it wouldn't be a Bond movie. It would and be that, a different reinterpretation. It's, yeah. it's got to always be this. That's the, and that's the thing. Like this wasn't a Sam Mendes film. No, yeah. this was a Bond movie a Bond directed movie. by Sam Mendes, which is completely yeah. different. And there mm-hmm. were about nine guys that wrote it. The writing credit at the mm-hmm. end, we're going, boy, there's a lot of guys yeah. involved in this. And, and I, I also think that. It was it was a mixed bag, I thought, of this movie. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. I really felt like there was some really cool James Bond stuff in there, like the opening sequence yeah. when he's, you know, you have the Day of the Dead celebration and you've got him basically jumping from rooftop to rooftop. He oh, picks yeah, that's, up that's a woman classic wearing Bond. a mask. Yes. She doesn't even know what he looks like and he gets a gal. Right, yeah. right. Beginning. And at first you think, well, is that another agent or whatever? I'm like, oh, no, that's just him being James Just Bond. a hot girl. Yeah. yeah and James uh, Bond. So, so you have these great <laughs> He's in James a $10,000 Bond, yeah, suit. That, you know. Classic moments. But then you also have these weird, like, oh, well, that's kind of shoehorned in. And like, oh, the and what happened is whenever you got one of those like big reveals of like, this has been going on the whole time, that's who this person is. I don't want to give it away. We'll save it for the spoiler app. But it didn't resonate because you're like, well, that just kind of feels like you, you tapped they it They seem on. a lot of, like, even the guy playing Odd Job where they got Dax to destroy her. I oh, yeah, say yeah. his real name. Right. Yeah. They got <laughs> Dax to be the Odd Job and right. his With deal With the killer is, fingernails. He's got killer fingernails. It seemed like they were writing it and going, you know, it'd be cool, an Odd Job character. All right, let's do one. Yeah. Then, but what's his thing? Because the other guy threw his hat and it right. was cool. How about if we give him fingernails? All right, let's get going. Yeah. yeah. Let's just yeah. get this thing happening. And then let's just throw him into a few scenes here and there. I, yeah. I love Daniel Craig. Yeah. He's my second favorite Bond to Connery. No question. Without a doubt. And he is be- a good Bond. I would not listen to anyone who had any other that opinion than yeah. that. They're wrong. Because what they did was they went back to the Connery days. Connery is, a, I was watching, uh, there, was, there was a bunch of old James Bond. There's like a temper and a, like a hot-headedness to James Bond. He's mean. Sure. Yeah. James, mm-hmm. Sean Connery is a mean dude. He's mm-hmm. a mean mm-hmm. assassin who mm-hmm. happens to be good-looking and charming. Right. Um, 
They really reminded you that Bond was an assassin in this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, every they few called lines. Him, they yeah. said, you're an assassin, you're an assassin. Yeah. And I forgot about that. Right. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, Jesus was one of the first zombies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. He? <laughs> and you, you look at, too, like the way they tried to kind of like play both sides of that, like when M would say... Like, well, having a license to kill also means you know when not to. I'm like, sure. Oh, I wonder if this is going to come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> the thing, too, you know, the Bond movies I watched in the theater as a kid were the Roger Moore ones. So the, I grew up with, and you watch those now, and you're like, mm, yes. What? Are you saying Moonraker doesn't hold up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a giant in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what made it great, a giant with metal mouth. Yeah, well, that was... What was the best part? The laser battle in the, um, in, in, the spa- in space, or was it when he walked on the backs of the crocodiles yeah. what is the favorite roger moore That's... part <laughs> crocodiles yeah <laughs> you go back and watch dr no or goldfinger and they're mm. still like spy it, movies they're 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 really cool spy movies. any of the things that don't hold up are just like of the time of the time exactly right. historical where you yeah. just go oh they wouldn't do if that guy's smoking yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of guys smoke. Oh, yeah, or, and we have iPhones that do that now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That that crazy technology is something mm-hmm. that a, a, you know ten year olds have. Right. But the the core of the movies and the darkness and the brutality of that world is really there. Where the Roger Moore and all the other guys were sort of cute and fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing I love about Daniel Craig is he's he is dark and brooding and he's tormented and and yeah. and. I left this. I had a blast watching this movie. I saw it on IMAX at the Chinese theater, which was I saw IMAX too, which was it awesome. Helped. It's great. Well, for the stunts, that must this must amazing. look amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's that thing, John. You talked about everybody applauded at the Star Wars trailer, right? Of course, you, you really felt like if they would stop this Bond movie and then just start running Star Wars, I, I would lose. People would have yeah. just gone, yeah. 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 heads yeah. would have exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I'm telling you, this whole movie made me think of other things, like the guy who played C, that Andrew Scott guy mm-hmm. from Sherlock. From Sherlock, yeah. You were just going... That's Moriarty. You know what I wouldn't mind is if, uh, while this movie was going out, the screen went in half, and they just started running old Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so happy right now. And you could tell they were big fans of him, but they didn't even know how to write him, because you're going, just let him do Moriarty again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's, and it was that... I mean, there's definitely, like, the thing about sometimes with Bond movies is that you have kind of, quote, the hidden characters that are like, you're not sure if they're villains or they're double agents or not. With this movie and some of the other movies, oh, no, this is... This yeah. is exact. We know exactly what's going on. Where we're gonna go? Yeah, where we're gonna go? Who's who's good? Who's bad? And also, um, so pretty much you lost that intrigue. Which when you're supposed to actually have it, because you've unveiled Spectre, this giant, mm-hmm. you know, global conspiracy. Well, then mm-hmm. make it a little more convoluted as to what who who's doing what or but people but, have watched enough tv and movies to see stuff coming down the street now yeah yeah you know yeah. not just because you feel sometimes well we've seen a lot right most people could see this kind of coming did would you think of the ladies in it because the bond movies i always remember like like a crazy grace or always the women were always great yes monica bellucci, bellucci. in this I felt like, oh, look, James Bond is making uh, passionate love to a lovely retiree. (laughs) (laughs) I felt a little bit like, because she was playing the widow of somebody. And I really felt that. And it was definitely an age-appropriate dating situation for for, him. For Daniel Craig, (laughs) yeah. But you didn't feel like I'm watching a James 
Bond movie. Well, that also that I actually that, liked that because I felt like it played against type a little bit. Where it's like it James Bond. Did. He, uh, you know what? No, he. Uh, um, not only does he like to uh, spend time with the ladies, he would probably use his charm to get information on That's ladies that he, he may not be. And he spend will time give with. you a throw afterwards. Yes. <laughs> as a thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's it, it kind of made sense to me, but and it also I kind of wanted to see more of it. Like, well, what else is he? Gonna she was help? a much more interesting. Yeah, character. she was a much more interesting and kind of nuanced character. She was the basically the wife of an assassin. So yeah. what she could have known and what you know what would her life be like. Now. I was hoping we were going to get more of that. The yes. fact that we didn't, I was sort of like... Oh, so she's not the Bond girl. There's another one coming up yeah, then. So that's when, that's yeah, when yeah, you yeah, know yeah. there's another one you coming know, and up. This could be more interesting because yeah. we haven't seen this before, but mm-hmm. maybe they only had her for three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, reading in an interview because she's saying because of her age, is like, you know, I guess I'm not going to be a Bond girl. What am I even doing in this movie? Like, Being uh, great. Yeah, and she was, I thought she was fantastic in it. I, I, and sexy too. I, you know, you don't have to be, you know, 25. No, to be, she was great. She's a beautiful, yeah, she's she a is. beautiful, sexy well, the woman. The other woman, Leah, who is the Bond girl, mm-hmm. again, I started thinking of other things like, uh, she has a very distinctive look. What other scientists can shoot? Yes. And, uh, oh, and all of kind them of in uh, James Bond movies. Odd, this was another thing. I uh, An odd gap in her teeth. Like, as I was watching, I was thinking, I should get my teeth taken care of before. It's like the end of the year now. So I should go to the dentist, right? So that's what... So this movie, as I was watching it's it... I, I was always yeah. thinking of other things as I was watching this movie, which I couldn't... God, I forgot to get recertified on my helicopter pilot's <laughs> license. So, oh, and I got to get my oil changed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Make or sure even the, the shocks are good on yeah. my car. The scientific kid, the guy who played the science kid. Q. Q, like mm. you're watching him and like I've seen pictures of him. You're, and all I was thinking was, oh, whenever you see a picture of him, he's got long hair and a beard. I wonder if it bums out bums him out to have to cut his hair and cut his beard to be in this movie because it seems the minute it's over beard right back long hair right back and i was just constantly thinking of and i never do that at movies it just like you're going like yeah i really should get a better fitting pair of shoes because look at bond shoes those are awesome yeah i had i had fun at this movie it was it was it was good but i kind of felt like if this is daniel craig's last one if it's Idris Elba, I'm on board. I want to see. Right. He's an amazing actor. Yes. And Black James and Bond. And get a new uh, director, too. Get a new director. And if they're willing to really try to do something different, which they Bring do. Bring the whole they- Luther crew. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the whole Luther well, crew. I, I think uh, the main problem with this film is that it had a sense of fatigue to it. Uh, Sam Mendes and Daniel Craig, you could kind of see where, like, I don't think we want to do this anymore. And you could see it behind the camera, and you can see it in front of the camera. And it really, it reminded me of Spider-Man 3 with Sam Raimi and uh, I'm and like and action a yeah, lot of sighing yeah, and yeah, just yeah that's tired. it really felt like I, yeah you guys have been working on this for years it's not the movie you don't want to do anymore and I think you guys just want to move on and now mm-hmm. the, the whole time art- they're talking about the rap party right exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and the art is we're suffering because of it we're not doing denim jackets again yeah, are we because yeah. <laughs> I don't want another you know, denim jacket and Topher Grace I'm sure showed up and said hey guys come on let's go it's my first one what's yeah. going on I'm like yeah. oh god just <laughs> let us just make this get this I, done I had the same sort of as bad feeling, bond like, fatigue. Yeah. Well, well, the other thing, like, okay, Skyfall's budget was was to roughly two hundred million. The budget on this one, IMDb listed it at two fifty. Another site listed it at three hundred million. Wow. Daniel Craig got thirty nine million for this. Wow. I'm watching this movie, going, there's no, there's no extra. F- 
50 to 100 million that's like, wow, I really see the difference. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're just like... (laughs) Producer fees. Exactly. And Daniel Craig got 39 million. And hey, Mm -hmm. man, you know, he has to train like a professional athlete to have that kind of a physique and do those stunts. But, you know... And I'm sure your body takes a beating doing those movies. That's why you're getting paid yeah, the way Tom right. Brady gets paid. You and Hugh Jackman are... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you're, get, you're getting uh, hazard pay, for you sure. You gotta get your ropes. So, so I, but, yeah. even, <laughs> but even the bat guy, it's like these movies, whether it's a Batman movie, whether it's any kind of movie, it's always about the bad guy. Right. And this is where I think the, the other place where it fell flat for me is like, I, I get it. Christoph Waltz, he plays a bad guy. He's, He's great a bad in- guy and everything. But you know what? I've seen this before. This is a chance for... You know, have someone we haven't seen be a Bond villain and have them do something different. Right. Uh, so I really felt like that was poor casting because it was exactly what everyone kind of expected. Well, you wanted him to do what he's done before and other things. Yeah. And I feel like I like Christoph Waltz and I, I liked him in this because he does play, I, I do like watching him as the mm-hmm. always play the villain. But you're right. I did always have this the whole time I was like, oh, cool. Here's that. Bond thing by right. the numbers. Exactly. And Just it was completely, even the casting was by Everything the numbers. Everything was by the numbers. And part of me at the end went, Yeah. I don't know that I ever need to see another one of these again. Right. Yeah. Right. I've been so. watching these my entire life. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. So I, I, it really was. I really if they did cast a, that game. The, the talk online yeah. is that Game of Thrones jackass. I don't give a fuck about that show. If they bring some Game of Thrones guy in it, I'm mm-hmm. done. If it's Idris Elba, I'll come back. Right. But I, otherwise, by the way, how dare you? But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> but again, maybe it's just something we just aged out on of going. Well, I, I don't could think be. so because I think when it can be great again. When Sam Mendes and Daniel Craig, when they re kind of basically rebooted the franchise, it was awesome. The first one and, was yeah, good, and it was and it really. I, I felt like it even the other ones that still I had a lot of fun at this one just felt like this is the last one of this era it's it felt like court ordered right right it felt like now we're it done really Let's, did. the smartest thing to do is get new director you know new star and just reboot it again because it w- I found it very successful to do that and I think this movie just the way um, and, and again I, it's not like I hate it I did enjoy it uh, it just it hit it hit all the numbers like it, it, it was like a paint by number ja- James Bond movie mm-hmm. um, with the exception of a couple things just felt even like more shoehorned well, in than they needed to be yeah and they tried to do more of his history right like, like I thought with Skyfall when they went through his backstory and history I found that very interesting and he also you had a really interesting villain too yeah so I felt like oh if you're going to do different things with the backstory and with the villain why would you um, kind of lean back on the crutch of the obvious James villain and the obvious yeah. casting. Like, you know, do what you did in Skyfall and make it a little more interesting. But I think now we're kind of done with this era of Sam Mendes and Daniel Craig is probably over. I don't, we don't know for sure, but kind of look like it is. So uh, I think moving forward, I'd love to see it re um, revitalized again. And I will give like Quentin Tarantino a little credit here. I think he can make... Um, if he wants to, he could make a cool James Bond movie that's not a Quentin Tarantino movie. Sure. I think it's possible. I think he There's could There's a lot of guys the, I'd the, give it to. Yeah, but but yes. Yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The Bond machine, the Broccoli family or whatever. That, it's pretty tied they're down. They're not going to let that happen. Right. Now. I think you're right. Like you get, you get, <laughs> I think you're whoever right. Whoever yeah. you are, they're going to say, great, love your ideas. Yeah. Uh, Car chase, uh, right. <laughs> airplane fight, uh, train fight. Like yes. they're going to give you five things to yeah, choose yeah. from, mm-hmm. and you get to pick <laughs> and, a, and a nice menu. suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like going to Panda Express. Yeah, it right. is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's uh, well, it's 
not unlike the Edgar Wright stuff. He was going to make an Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie, mm-hmm. and that's not what they want. They wanted a Marvel movie. They wanted right. a Marvel movie. And same thing with this. There are a lot of guys. Spike Lee could have directed this. Remember the uh, that heist movie, The Bank? Mm-hmm. Inside Job, or yeah. Inside Man. He showed that he could direct oh, yeah. a big-time movie like this. It doesn't have to be a guy floating into camera talking. Right. right. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have to do all the Spike Lee joint stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys who could take this and take it over and turn. Anything could be made good. And better you know you just need to get some like look at the new the the evil dead stuff you've got new guys writing that who have a lot of passion i agree with you guys. i think that's the biggest thing which just seemed like all right let's just make this that's what it seemed like kind of at the end because they're not the 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 owners of this franchise are just not going no to why get- would you change something that is going to rec- every couple years a dump truck filled with money shows, shows up. up. Right. Yeah. At no point you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. Creatively, we're not doing what and we should be doing. it's a worldwide franchise. I mean, these yeah. movies do well in every, every country. country. So. And so, and, and then, yeah, and what are you going to say when, when you're like, last time the budget was $200 million, now it's 300 Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to, of course, any of us would take the, any, I was watching that movie and I heard the budget. I was like. God, if they just gave us a million, we could make a really cool movie. Well, you also look at, too, there's no James Bond movie that takes place in one country. Oh, no, it's always... Well, that's what you're paying for. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're you're literally paying for going all over the world with these beautiful landscapes and and cityscapes. That's the other thing. What's left? Where Where do you go? Yeah. We've already been to the movie. you can't redo it because you did Kingsman, which is... James Bond as a kid. Right. That's pretty much with that, the pitch of that thing. It tried to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I'll tell you, it's... I don't know how they would even reboot it. Well, I think what you do is, because you're not changing the DNA so much, you're Mm -hmm. changing, it's like the way you reboot Batman or any of these other characters, is um, you you keep the DNA and you, you take a different approach or style to it. But people will lose their shit if they make James Bond black. I like hope. they did with Spider-Man. Like, you remember where they're talking Donald Glover to play Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, but it never that happened. That would be great. I'd, I'd love, love to see, see him. I yeah. want I, I, Idris Elba is a phenomenal I think actor. it would be great. But yeah. how he angry... He is so British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how angry did they get when he, uh, in the Marvel movies, with the black character in it, you know? Yeah, but fuck him. I mean, to me, that's a reason to do it. If there's going to be a pep segment of the population that gets mad at that, they then should. fuck they, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't, but I understand, again... Well, didn't they do it with Captain going, America? Too wasn't there? A black well, Samuel Captain Jackson. America? That all came out of the books and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that came out of all the Mark Millar books where right. he made you know Samuel Jackson the template for Nick Fury and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it would just make oh, it I forgot. cooler yeah, Nick and Fury. better. But like you're talking, the guys that I own this Nick Fury are not used to be going to go off track of turning. To, I, I would love that they would. I don't know whether even Adrian Elba would want to do it. Sounds like a big movie like this doesn't seem like it's that creative. Like it seemed like they really beat the hell out of Sam Raimi on the uh, Spider-Man movies. Definitely on the third one. That was his biggest complaint, is they tried to shoehorn like too much stuff The only thing they in, let him yeah. do was that Dr. Octopus scene uh, in the surgery. Oh, you could tell that was Sam so, that was so Sam Raimi. And yeah. Going like... But uh, all right, so but if um, you like a Bond movie, you yeah, definitely go. Honestly, like Bond, yeah, don't like don't them. listen to people that said it's absolutely horrible. It's not. No, it's, it's a, a fun no, Bond movie. Bond. It's not perfect, uh, but it's it's definitely if you go in with the right mindset, you'll you'll. If you're going it. expecting to see a different, a, a not a typical Bond movie, then you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And see it big. See it big. Yeah. yeah big screen. Yeah. Big, big screen. stunts. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, all right, now John's we have got a, a book. John's. Oh no, we, we have a sponsor book. first. Oh shit, we oh, got yeah, a sponsor. Sponsor, yeah. Speaking T- of books, touchofmodern.com. And we always say about the sponsor that it's really cool because it changes every week. And one of the things they have this week is some really cool artwork. They've got some cool Japanese artwork, like the really colorful um, classic pictures. The other thing I really liked is they had a uh, canless air. Like, you know, you buy in the, uh, in the tech stores the canned air and you, you get the dust and stuff off your computers and, and uh, um, keyboards. But it's like it's got this weird kind of toxic stuff in it. And, uh, you know, if you, if you turn the can wrong, then everything gets wet with this weird chemical. <laughs> um, well, this one, it's actually rechargeable and it's a little, it looks like a can. You plug it in and then you have like... It charges up, and then you just spray air. So it's actually called canless air, which is uh, really cool, which I'll probably end up getting uh, because the uh, garage gets a little dusty. It's nice to uh, shake it up a little shake bit without... Uh, a lovely stocking yeah, stuff. Yeah, without uh, a bunch of chemical residue on your keyboard. They got another cool thing. They've got a magnetic bottle system. I like bike stuff. Mm-hmm. So they got... Because uh, I ride my bike, and you have a water bottle, and there's a little thing that holds it. They've got... Uh, a lighter and it mag you hold it through a, a magnet there's a magnet like a i guess it looks like a, a a strap around your bottle and then there's these little magnets on your bike itself so it makes it lighter you know if you ride a high-end bicycle and you it, everything's about making it as light as possible and quick grabbing in and out not trying to find the thing the holster this is for you I, I'm, I'm already in bo- on board with this I'm getting you don't even fully understand it i don't you understand want it. the technology but it's amazing i'm getting one for my car yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're normally 30 bucks they're on sale for 1999 perfect so get your magnetic bottle system from touchofmodern.com touchofmodern.com you don't need to sign up it's uh it's free to join everything changes every week and uh, as graham says every week you know you signed up sign up a friend they buy something you get a taste i just got so, another 20 bucks putting my yes you can Hello. make money getting your beak wet boys. yes so now john tell yeah. us about um the book that you have releasing this week and also how you got kurt russell to draw a napkin for you well what ended up happening was uh it, it had a weird beginning my wife uh, uh ended up getting uh, a little touch of the chemos so she was going through chemo. Rose ended oh, wow. up, uh, uh, she's fine now. She's completely fine now. So she was, when she was going through chemo, you spend a lot of time uh, just getting medicine <laughs> and doing stuff. So uh, what I ended up doing was I ended up at a, uh, a Subway getting a sandwich. And while I was at the Subway, this woman had her uh, year and a half old kid on top of the counter. And she's demanding that the sandwich artist... Uh, that he gets to try the meats before he makes her, before that sandwich artist makes her baby a sandwich. So I'm standing behind it. The the sandwich guy gives a piece of ham to the, puts it in the baby's mouth. She makes him put it in the baby's mouth. The baby takes a couple bites and mm, spits it out. He goes, he doesn't like that. Let's try the roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> they went through every piece of meat. The baby kind of reacted the same when he liked it or didn't like it. I was so delighted by it. I uh, drew a picture of it. And when I came home, I showed it to Rose and on the napkin, the subway napkin. And Rose liked it. So then uh, I drew another one for her and I drew another one for her. And I just kept doing it. And it would cheer her up every day. Oh, So then adorable. at some point, like most things in our relationship, I exhaust her. And, <laughs> and 
that's what said. marriage is, John. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So she said, just, just put Preach this, it to the choir. Just show these to other people, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ended up scanning it and putting it on the web, and I just called it Matt a Napkin. So then every day I would just draw another napkin and put it up. And there was no reason why I was doing it. It was just a silly reason to do it. So then I continued doing it and uh then fast company and boing boing and all these places new zealand hair all these places started doing articles on it so after that really? and the great thing rose got a hundred percent better rose and ended up doing some people know rose from gilmore girls she was gypsy on that mm-hmm. and uh she's on scandal now and she's also on um a couple other things um but she, she played on Parenthood. She played a woman who died of cancer. So after her year anniversary, then she played a woman. I think she did like seven or eight of them uh, with Monica Potter, who was the lead. Mm. And then it was crazy. So then I just kept doing it. And then at some point, ended up getting a deal to do a book. So now I'm doing a book. So so it's Matt and Napkin, the book, a daily comic on a napkin, now in a book. <laughs> so now it's coming out the 11th. So, I mean, the good thing of the great thing about it was something that could have been kind of challenging turned out to be something really fun and weird to do. Mm-hmm. Good for you, so, man. And so, where, yeah. where can people get it online? Amazon, everywhere that you can buy a book, you can buy the book from. So, I would recommend going through our Amazon link yes. on CFN and then going and buying John's book, Matt and Napkin. M A T T A. Yeah, it's really fun. He brought us a copy of yeah, it. Yeah, I was it's looking really through good. it before yeah. the show. It's really, it's really funny, and it's, it's, you know, it's. It's like a coffee table book. You pick it up, you read yeah. a couple, and you go back to it. It's just, really yeah. Cool. It's kind of one, just one lot of one panel cartoon comics. Mm-hmm. And then we got really lucky where Eric Stone Street uh, of the books, Martin Short gave me a quote. Eric Stone Street, Neo Verdalas, um, Garland, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Garland. So we're really lucky. And then at some point, like Sean Hayes, and then different celebrities started doing guest napkins. So then <laughs> it just turned into this weird thing. And then. As Chris said, at one point, Kurt Russell drew one. He drew a snake. Ah, so you're going Snake Pliskin drew a snake on a napkin for the site. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. I ended up uh, working. He was a fan of the site, but then I got really lucky to work on a pilot with him, and he's the greatest. He's exactly Jack Burton. He just <laughs> wants to have fun and laugh, and he's unbelievably smart and funny, but he does... He does not let you down. He's everything you want Kurt Russell to be. That's the greatest and thing. So I was cool. going. How often does that happen in life? Your relatives aren't who you want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> let alone, you know, <laughs> wanting him to be Jack Burton is that's a tall order for a guy. You know, you want, you know, you want Joe Pesci to be Joe. You want these yeah. guys to be who you dream of them being. So I've been really lucky. Like even some of our friends, like Maria Bamford, and then. Uh, Frank Conniff. So it's kind of different people and then just different artists have been doing mm-hmm. it. So it's just been I did really one. lucky. Nice. I, did, I did a guest napkin. <laughs> so then we've been starting to get pictures of guys taking them. Dave Foley just took a picture. I think Dr. Ken. So it's 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 just been this weird thing that's just kind of getting out of control. So Good. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best possible way. So the whole the website and buying the book, everything comes out the 11th. Very cool. So check it out on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. What do we got coming out on DVD? We got on DVD Blu-ray Terminator Genesis. Yeah. I I don't think you need to see it. You've seen the other movies. You're done. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, again, like if this We hammered a Doctor Who into it. Does that make you want to? (laughs) Yeah. 
and he's in the background for a few scenes so you're thinking why is doctor who an extra oh now he's gonna do something it's, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he just sort of he hit the gym yeah yeah <laughs> another thing you go oh he hit the gym yeah good for him so um if you want to watch this movie good luck good go for it yeah I and uh, <laughs> yeah enjoy um train wreck now i didn't get to see this but you saw this i liked it i thought it was mm-hmm. really funny and mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that i've said before i love when i get to watch a funny comic get to be who they are yep like it's the opposite like we're talking about the james bond thing like so much and we you know this john comics they they establish and they make themselves funny in this in this unique way to them, and then a TV network or a, a film tries to yeah. force them to do something or just do this one thing that you do or whatever. Mm. And so this was cool. It was her. It was her film. I mean, Judd Apatow directs it, but it really felt like it was Amy Schumer. And, yeah, and it was her movie, and Judd Apatow right. let her be do her thing. And that's the greatest thing as a comic when someone mm-hmm. recognizes your talent and ability and says, Hey man, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to create this world and you just run around in it a couple little parameters, but mm-hmm. just fucking do your thing. So if you miss this in the theaters, really well written, really funny, funny. It's a rom-com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many comedians too, that are in it that traditionally when a comic starts acting, you're going, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> Colin Quinn, fantastic. Yes. Keith Philadelphia's own Keith Robinson. Oh, he's in it. Fantastic. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I like you're going, I didn't know Keith could act. David Tell. David Tell. Fantastic. Berbiglia. Always funny. My, All yeah. these guys were really funny. Really oh, cool. funny people. I mean, uh, Nikki Glazer's got small part. Like it's it's just she cast all these comics that she knows that she's friends with and let them do their things. Mm-hmm. Too. That was the other right. thing that was cool. Like it was just uh, it's if you missed it in the theaters, check it out. Check it out. All right, Mr. Holmes. This is the um, Sherlock Holmes movie about an aging Sherlock Holmes looking back over his life and the yeah, story. This, this is got, I saw this again. This has got mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. There's good. There's good roles. There's good scenes in it. Um, Ian McKellen is obviously he's always great. always Orlin great. Yeah, uh, the kid is cool. It's 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 decent stuff. It's mm-hmm. a nice little. Is he still on top of everything in this, or is he? Holmes can't remember as much stuff as he used There's to. There's some of that. Okay. Some of that is as he's aging and how he's dealing with that and and does he memento him stuff and write stuff all over? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Arms, he's going with that too. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could read. Let's make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Bond, give us a million dollars from your bloated thing so we can make this movie. Uh, I would wake up to that movie <laughs> every day. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's public domain. We can make it. We can make a Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> um, and selfless. This is the more serious Freaky Friday. This is the body swap movie when oh, with um, uh, um, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in the uh, goes into yeah. It's and who it's the, the, the beginning part of this trailer and the beginning part of Ted, Deadpool are identical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. Wait, is this is this the one I should be excited about? Yeah. Or this is the dumb one. Like, <laughs> so um, yeah. If you want to see a body swap movie, and then when things go awry, when then, you know an old person yeah, wants to be in a younger body, sure. what that could old, possibly go that wrong? Old trope, the yeah. body yeah. swap movie. Yeah. Or just wait for Deadpool. Yeah, you could no, do that too. <laughs> also immortal, <laughs> for the most part, um, and the DVD pick. I saw Justice League: Gods and Monsters. And I did not like it. And one of the reasons is it didn't wasn't necessarily bad, but it was one of those, I guess you could call it the Elseworlds movie, where it's, uh, you know, Marvel used to do this, where it was 
Um, what would happen if, like, you know, Superman's father was really General Zod and Batman was actually a vampire and different? Yeah. You know, so, so, so what the Justice League would look like if they were just, you know, kind of more evil. And I'm like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I, I don't care. You know, the reason I love these characters is because of the characters, of who they right. are. I don't need to see um, more boring versions of them that where they have to discover. And they don't really, I mean, they, the, the, the trope is that they, well, then they discover their humanity and who they are. Then they get better towards the As end. As Draculas like, yes. do. Yeah. So, and I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> As Dracula Batmans do. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> they I don't. figure it out. I don't even know if I would buy this, let alone, you know, what yeah. you're what you're doing. So, so it was one of those, um, I, I, a lot of times these animated movies are good. Sometimes they're hit and miss, but this one I just didn't like. Wasn't just it Paul I thought Dini the whole, who wrote it? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. He writes a lot of those. I mean, one of the, one of my favorite ones is still uh, Under the Red Hood. Yeah. I think it's really good. Flashpoint Paradox is really, really mm-hmm. good. They have very and, few missteps. Yeah. And there's another Superman one, too, that I can't remember that was really good. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still watching all of them. <laughs> you know, I, I really like them. Um, mm-hmm. But this one I thought was a miss just because of the premise. Oh, the Suicide Squad one was really good, where Batman is like a supporting character, and they just concentrate on the Suicide Squad. But uh, Batman shows up in like a few scenes, which I think is perfect because um, you don't want him overshadowing the movie of right. these characters, and it was it was really well done. So uh, there's better ones than this one. So, it, but if you like that kind of alternate reality kind of superhero thing, you could check it out. Mm-hmm. There's just so much superhero stuff. That's there is a ton. There's we didn't a ton. Have much of a kid. No, no and now we we're like, like super Shazam saturated with TV it. Show yeah, and the, and the Nicholas so Hammond bad things. That that's remember all the Spider Man show where he would like be in the costume for a few seconds each episode, and then you could tell he was like it's, the costume wouldn't even fit right. It's why we <laughs> loved the uh, the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk TV yeah. show so much because it was the only thing that was even remotely remotely really close decent. to the character. Six yeah. million dollar man. Remember when uh, right. uh, the uh, Bigfoot showed up to it as yes. a kid? You lost your sh- yeah. oh my god. Six million dollar man. Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you had the Justice League cartoon, the yeah. Wonder right. Twins. And uh-huh. It was just horrible. But that's crap. the best you were going to get. It was the best you were going to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the golden age. Yes. Yeah. Um, Never right. been a better time to be a nerd. No, no it's very no, true. Very not. true. Um, and the site spotlight, CJ's review is Clouds of Sills Maria. Oh. That is there. He uh, breaks it down um, very concisely, the entire film. And um, Teresa V agrees with me about my review of Bone Tomahawk, saying she wished she would have heard the review before she watched it. Oh. And uh, so and it was funny because she went into uh, how uh, how her friends really loved it so much that they watched it twice. And she's watching I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, so um, listen here first. The, yeah, you guys. I'm telling That's you, the, the review do. holds up. We're trying to, uh, we're trying to take. We're, we're movie bullet sponges. <laughs> we'll take the hits for you. That's what we're supposed to do. We'll storm the beaches, yeah. guys. You come in when it's safe. <laughs> so let's see. Premiering this week, we have the 33. This is the uh, Chilean minor movie. You know, I'm spoiler alert. I'm excited. They get trapped in a mine. I'm excited for this film. Some people online were like, oh, I don't want to watch Antonio Banderas overact in a mine, but I... Did but I get do that all out of him in the Expendable movie? <laughs> yeah. Overacting? Yeah. I have no more time to yeah. act like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all he can do is... I mean, but wouldn't you uh, be kind of amped up if you were trapped in a mine? Um, maybe when this was in development the first thing that someone said was, get me Antonio Banderas. All right. (laughs) 
Uh, I have no interest in seeing this film. Antonio Banderas or no. Actually, him being in it makes me want to see it a little bit more because then I know it's going to be that much more ridiculous. Um, mm. So I, I don't know. I, this this is the kind of, I like, obviously I know the story. We followed it on the news so much. I mean, what what nuances are you going to show me that I may not already be aware of of this story? Yeah. Uh, so it, it the, the movie doesn't interest me. I'd actually be more interested in a documentary about this, which we've already kind of seen, than a, a narrative uh, yeah. version of it. That would be cool. Because yeah. to me, from the trailer, it looks like there's some political stuff that was going down that we weren't that privy of when we were just right. watching it on the news. You got to fill 90 minutes. Right. So that's <laughs> But that's why I go, oh, well, I'd just like to learn that in a documentary. Right. Now that you yeah. say that, I'm like, I'd just rather hear some guy yeah. saying, well, the consulate didn't want right exactly okay cool um love the coopers this is a family relationship movie uh where they um you know they they've got you know they don't have a lot in common on the surface but you know after a weekend together they start to see the commonalities this has never happened and they start to bond ever so you know what you know what i want to see you know what you you may you may love the coopers by the end of 90 minutes too i doubt it you know what you know what put them in the hole with the miners yeah let's see how that goes you know what family movie i want to see this family movie oh boy we don't all get along yeah i'm done yeah (laughs) somebody goes who said you had to hang out with these people i didn't choose i'm done roll credits yeah Yeah. i'm done but it's the christmas yeah i'd rather spend it alone (laughs) i'd rather go to a movie and eat chinese food (laughs) i'd be with people i love yeah people i'm choosing to be with rather than you fucking mopes That's the that's the that's the holiday movie I'm gonna make. We'll call it Graham Goes Surfing. There's a market for it, which is what I've done the last yeah. four Christmas um, days. It, it only runs three minutes total time. <laughs> you can see it so many times in Christmas time. Oh, you're gonna be so rich with this. <laughs> we wish you a Grammy Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Um, so the next one is My All American. Now this is the Aaron Eckhart uh, Gridiron movie. Good boy. <laughs> My my favorite thing is if you if you pull up the uh, the little poster on IMDb, yeah. read what they wrote on the top of the uh, poster. It says something. Well, it, the, it says from the writer of Ruby and Hoosier. <laughs> wow, hope, hope never quits. <laughs> oh. That's kind of a sign of desperate marketing. Yeah, that's I don't. The, 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 it's like Freddie Steinmark, an underdog on the gridiron, faces the toughest challenge of his life after leading his team to a championship season. Yeah, I just don't. Aren't Maybe you should some... just watch Friday Night Lights again. Yeah, that's yeah. a great watch. That show's amazing. Fantastic. Watch that. But don't uh, you feel, too, that there's just a lot of places that there's not a lot to do? I mean, you've been all sure, over the country. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain movies that are going to make so much money because I'm bored. <laughs> I got to go somewhere Friday and I got to go somewhere Saturday, you know, so that's like, I remember when I was a kid, Carson did a joke. No, Jerry Miner said this once about Carson did a joke about Rambo, about that there's going to be a Rambo 43. He's going to be 100 years old. And as a kid, Jerry said, I will definitely see 43 of these, (laughs) you know, so you kind of forget with some of these movies, any movie that's about football and a coach and stuff, there are people that will, I am Definitely yeah. seeing yeah, it. It's yeah. loosely based on a true story. Yeah, Some right. team fought the odds or they, they, they wouldn't let this kid play mm-hmm. and he did. Every high school kid's going to go to it yep. and see it. And there's just a built-in kind of audience. And you're seeing like even the Hoosiers like, oh, did you like Hoosiers? Please come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That should that, be the ad campaign. Yep. And that, that's the marketing for sure. Well, if yeah. you liked these movies, uh, this one will be moderately similar. 
yeah. uh, by the sea. I have no interest in seeing this movie at all. This is the new Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie about how their relationship uh, breaks down in some beautiful scenery. Um, the reason I am not going to interest in seeing this movie, first of all, it, the trailer looks like it hits every cliche of a doomed relationship ever. But the other reason is that um, Angelina Jolie's name is on too many of the credits. So this is clearly she a very too? wrote direct star. Oh so it's a um, this is definitely a um, passion project for her and Brad Pitt, and I just have no interest in seeing it. Me neither. <laughs> I wish I could fight for it. <laughs> I wish I could fight for it. We'll see Brad Pitt in the Adam McKay movie. Yeah, it's yeah. coming out this Christmas. Do that. That looks like a. It's not like Brad Pitt's not going to keep making movies. No, he's he'll, he'll be done after he's this. Fine. He'll keep going. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that looks like a uh, um, a Moneyball version of the Bank Crisis. The the new Adam McKay exactly. movie that's it's coming be out. Great. Yeah, you, know what, you know what they should do? They should th- these two should make a sequel to Mister and Mrs. Smith. Right. Exactly. This oh is. Oh my God! Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? They got kids and the thing, and they're retired, and they someone comes to get them back, and mm. they got to go on another mission or something. Or it's their daughter's uh, or son's wedding. So do like Father the Bride. Yeah. And then just start murdering people. Murdering people. <laughs> be great. I'd watch that too. Yeah. Someone's writing this down right Come now. Come on, man. Do this. I don't care about some couple in the 70s running around the world or whatever the fuck this by the sea thing is. Well, you know, this is like uh, we're going to write off our vacation. That's what this yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I should keep is. ordering shrimp? Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> we have to. Home service is expensive. Yes. No, it's not. The we're the stars. For it. <laughs> we're the EPs of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's no end to the shrimp you can now. Keep the bathrobe. Yeah. Keep it. Let's go to Best Buy and buy some laptops. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, that's our show. We uh, got a lot coming up. Um, we will say we have a couple of really cool banked episodes coming up mm-hmm. while Graham is going on the road, but there's some great stuff. We've got the Martian spoiler up with Keith and the girl is coming. The great. Um, movie music episode with uh, Lord Corette, or I should say musical movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to have a couple more spoiler apps coming up. And I want to wish Graham well on his uh, Asian trip throughout. Uh, you're going to how many countries? I'm, going to, I'm doing shows in Cambodia and Vietnam. And then I'm doing, I'm going to have some time off in a couple of days and go down to Thailand. I won't be performing there, but I'm doing shows in Vietnam, Cambodia, and then Beijing and Shanghai. Well, Shanghai, I already heard some fans are going to come see you because one of our fans works at Disney and he's helping open Shanghai Disney. He's going to come to your show. Well, there's a, actually, Shanghai is the one place that has like an actual comedy club, the Kung Fu Comedy Club at Shanghai. Mm-hmm. I played it before and I'm there for two nights. Um, December 4th and 5th. I'm in Beijing on December 3rd. and mm-hmm. you know. So you remember the greatest Kung Fu at the Kung Fu Comedy Club, turn a heckler into a friend. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn a heckler into a friend at the Kung Fu Comedy Club and have him, you know, snatch this dick yeah. joke out of my hand. <laughs> so, yeah, come see me. I've already gotten some emails from some fans going, holy shit, are you really going to be in? Yeah, I'm going to mm. be there, dude. I'm getting mm-hmm. on a plane in a couple of days. So. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, good times. Well, that is our um, show. We want to mention to you guys that we've got a lot of cool new stuff in the store. A couple of you have been asking about um, 
um, some of the new items that are coming up, uh, like Wayne Fetterman CDs. We're still working on getting Wayne CDs. We haven't got them yet. We're still we're still getting um, Men in Suits as a digital download. All that we're, is being worked on. But in the meantime, you can buy the new CFN shirts, the really cool, the Star Wars uh, themed ones, as well as we always say, spend twenty dollars in the store. Uh, we really appreciate. It. In fact, one of you guys just did a hundred dollar donation through the store. We really appreciate that. Oh, Thank you. Um, and we're still uh, working on the movie. Earbuds is picture locked. We're working on sound and music right now, and we are on track for it to be uh, released uh, early next year. Awesome. I think that's everything. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really a wet fart out. You guys really <laughs> <don't> <laughs> the And we're yeah. out! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to peter out and slow down yeah, towards the end. Ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. lunch with an old friend, and then you have a great, and then you, one of you just goes, well, I guess we're drinking. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, my parking's about to years. expire. So yeah. Can, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice lunch. We had a great time. But yeah. But what, do we got to shoot fireworks at yeah, the end of everything? Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. We like each other. It was a good time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Boom. movies. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Got a nice book. Right. What the fuck we got to do? We got to yeah. make it into a parade? <laughs> <laughs> with your favorite uncle. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How what more do you want with me? Just give me another Iron City. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Fantastic. I was hanging out with my uncle Mike. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do anything fun. big? Nah. Yeah. We watched the game a little bit. And, yeah. You know, he made pizza rolls. And yeah. yeah. He's still an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. You know what he likes? Cantaloupe and uh, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't have liked it, but I tried it. It was good. Yeah. So who would have thought the cantaloupe vanilla ice cream? Yeah, yeah. What do I tell him? I love him at the end and hug him? Mm-hmm. Ah, Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking kick me. Look at me weird if I said that. <laughs> Be like, what are you, sex? Get out of here. You're a grown goddamn man. This just turned into a great end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turned it around. Well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's our show, guys. Uh, Like us on the Facebook, follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram, and, uh, you know, positive reviews are fun, free ways to support the show. We appreciate it. And then uh, go to the store and buy some shit. Uh, There you go. That keeps the lights on. So, (laughs) And John, where can people find you on the internets? Go to mattanapkin.com. Do it. That's all you got to do. Done. M-A-T-T-A. Buy something. I'll do another one. Yeah, Yeah. man. It's a fun book. Perfect. It's a fun book. All right, guys, that's our show. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.